0: Are you ready to get fired up? This is The Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is a weekly show filled with stories of inspiration, lessons learned, and ready-to-use tools to light a fire under you. This show is hosted by me, Lauren LaMunnion, The Spitfire Coach, and I want to share the amazing stories of CEOs, professionals, and everyday people on their journey to awesomeness. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and please leave us a review. We would love, 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 love it. If you got questions, comments, or celebrations, we want to hear them. So reach out at SpitfirePodcast.com. Now, enough of the housekeeping. Let's get to the show. What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lemonion, the Spitfire Coach, and we are back with another episode. Spitfire Spotlight. I am joined today by Holly Harper, the founder of Blue Bike Communications. So I met Holly a couple weeks ago at the Awesome Women Entrepreneurs Meetup. And I was talking to the group and it was an intimate setting. And something stuck with me when Holly was talking. And I'm gonna paraphrase this because I don't remember her exact quote, but she said, you need to find the people that love the garbage, the stuff that you don't want to do. That's the people that you want to outsource to. And It immediately stuck out to me as you need to find people that geek out on your garbage so that's exactly what we're gonna do we're gonna geek out on the garbage well marketing isn't garbage but to a lot of people it is a painful experience it is like oh get this off my plate so are you ready to geek out Holly I am already geeked out I live in that
1: constant state of geek
0: (laughs) she has her own geekdom in marketing yes in life in life you're the emperor of geekdom (laughs) So I I just got to know, like, what are you currently geeking out in the marketing world about?
1: Well, currently, are you talking clients or my personal marketing geek out? All the things. Okay. Well, clients, I don't want to talk about them right now. Um, But personally, I am geeking out on um, this trend from growing your audience to finding your audience i think we just were talking about this before we started recording like we have to find each other in the noise and the chaos and i just was at a talk where this kind of traditional millennial social media marketer was talking about growing your audience and posting videos all the time and i just felt yuck i felt Mm. you know that's not me and that's not who i want to be and that's never been me i've never been marketing blue Bike communications has never marketed um I've always helped other people, and I've always helped from this framework of we want to find who your ideal clients are. We have to find them, and then we have to present ourselves to them, and then we have to um, communicate with them authentically and talk to them. And So I'm geeking out on how to use the tools that we have in marketing to not grow your following for the sake of saying you have a hundred thousand followers or 15,000 views on your website, but saying like, you know, I have 30 people and I fucking love them and we're, they're paying me the top of my game. Like I'm doing what I love and I have all of this spare time. And so how do we really go away from the trend of, um, The self and like becoming this huge thought leader to this massive audience to like honing it down to becoming experts again and connecting in these smaller mastermind groups or um, smaller closed Facebook groups or um, being able to say, you know, you're not my ideal client. That's okay. I'm going to connect you with someone else. Mm. And so that's where I'm really geeking out um, when someone says, oh, yeah, I need to do marketing. I think Mm. who can we get rid of? yeah <laughs> who can we purge mm-hmm. and so that's where i am personally i um, am in the process of getting a divorce which is complicated and i was invited to this facebook group that a woman started which is awesome and it's like divorced and separated women of the district of columbia and surrounding areas and it was like 1200 people and great dialogue and q a and i thought you know this still feels a little bit yuck and so i posted in the group i said i want to form uh, a group of max eight people to come and talk about like almost like a wine meets book club meets, mm-hmm. stitch and bitch. like that's it. That's what, what I want. And I had forty people reply, wow, saying like i want I want personal connections. This Facebook group is great, but i I want to be in a room with someone. and I think that is kind of reiterating like my business focus what I'm telling my clients what's happening in my personal life is we are missing our tribe um, because we are kind of still caught up in that Mm -hmm. that age. Does that answer your question? Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: I'm immediately like, oh, this is great because I've been feeling this too, this kind of boomerang or backlash of the influencer marketing that just feels Mm -hmm. gross where you just feel like people are selling at you and they're not talking with you. Right.
1: Right. And I know, just starting to market for my own business. It's like, how do I do that? How do I do that? And so yeah, I post on Instagram now. I never did before for my business. Um, but it doesn't feel very important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I blog, but I do it like kind of in this little silo. We'll have a conversation and then I'll just like write a bunch of things. But the way I'm using that for my marketing is um sending the link to an individual in an email and saying, Hey, I was thinking about you and I wrote this down and I Feel like you need to read it Mm. and then seeing where that leads because, you know, they can find me on LinkedIn and read it. Cool. But I would way rather that Suzanne opens my email that has the blog about her business, um, basically giving her free advice that just happens to be hosted on my website and then calls me and schedules that 30-minute call. So again, I'm still in the geek out phase. I want it to work because that's what feels right. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of new. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to use MailChimp. (laughs) I just don't.
0: This totally speaks to me because I have been, I've been geeking out with my clients on low lift, high impact activities. And I was going to go and like record a whole podcast about it, but essentially like what are the low hanging fruit, low effort, low time commitment, actions, activities, outreach items that you can do to have the highest impact on the relationships that you're building. And that speaks to that directly.
1: Yes, yes, it does. And, you know, to be more in like a practical, practical application, you know, I'm a consultant. So my work is reach out to other business owners and talk and really dig deep. And, you know, it's almost like coaching, but really focused on tactical implementation of their marketing Mm -hmm. and strategic measurement of their marketing. So I want to be able to measure it and say, you got a customer from this. And so, you know, I have clients that are, they range from, you know, a they're almost all of them are in the service providing industry. So they're tree trimmers or architects or landscape architects or other consultants. And they're like, well, you know, how do we do that? You know, we get all this noise. It's, you know, we should be here. We should be there. We should be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm like, no, no, you shouldn't. Let's really drill it down. And, you know, for example, using one of the tools, it's the most powerful tool, love it or hate it is Google. And my, tree trimming client is trying to build his, the equity in his business. so he can sell it in three years and retire and also pay for his daughter's wedding and pay for his youngest daughter's college. And he came to me and was just like, oh, I'm doing Yelp and Google and my website and I need to be on Instagram and I need to do it. And I said, no, dude, you are the, you have only five star reviews. All you need to do is keep being nice to people and keep, asking them for those reviews and then we'll make sure on the back end that we put those on your website and we put those on your Facebook and we put those into the world and we make sure your SEO is great but you just keep being you dude and mm. stop thinking about any of this and he's saving ten thousand dollars a year in advertising and his business has increased in value by like 30 percent he's hired a whole full mother crew in the three years we've worked together so it's most of it's just that a lot of that was garbage for him wow and and so now he's like launching a new product and going to a trade show for the first time this winter. You know, he's like, I don't know if I want to retire. This is fun now. And <laughs> so amazing. that really makes me feel good. Yeah.
0: Please tell me that's a case study on your website.
1: Yeah, it should be. I, oh. I am getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Because I it. mean to me that those are those are key elements of be you, be kind, and
1: ask. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And a lot of it is just giving people the space to get rid of what really is garbage. Like what mm-hmm. is the low hanging fruit that is also like low value, low impact mm-hmm. and giving yourself permission to say no, you know, yeah. and, and people hear that all the time. Right. I was just in another conference where a woman was talking about, um, you know, choosing, choosing your pro, your digital footprint like are you you need a website everybody needs at least a house because you own it so you want to like have your own website even if it's just a landing page that links to your social accounts and then you got to choose which ones you're going to do because doing them all is really overwhelming
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so people are like yeah that makes sense I should only do and then that's where their logic ends they're like well which one and then it's like oh shoot well I don't know which one and then they don't know once they do settle on it like okay well Facebook's the biggest and you know, my audience is a little bit older and I have Facebook. So a lot of business owners look like their clients in a lot of ways. And um, so they start Facebook and then they're like, "Well, what do I write? And then after that, they're like, okay, now I'm like posting like, you know, I guess to give a different example of another client, they're like posting blog posts. But there's no call to action and there's no way to say like, you know, you're writing these blogs, but is anybody reading them? They don't even know. They're like, we don't even know what Google Analytics is or, mm. you know, we don't know if it, people are reading it. And so just something little like, okay, stop writing 10 blogs, write One, I'm like, let's see if anybody's reading it. Let's send it out in your email. Let's look at the click rate. And then let's send a follow up to that group. Like, They just don't tactically know how to implement it. So I have mm-hmm. a, built a team of specialists and I'm trying to actually... Cobble up enough, you know, clients to hire someone full time, or three quarter time, so we can take that off their plate. Just fully, we step in as like their agency, but almost like a hybrid of you have your, me, your marketing director, like holding the space, and then I can manage your in-house staff and my team to do all that garbage in the background. Mm-hmm. Background, and it just gives them the freedom to feel like, oh yeah, now I can do the work. Yeah. All right, I I can just sketch out this blog and send it to her, and then the magic will happen.
0: I love that you you are able to convert the garbage
1: into a good. You're recycling mm-hmm. it. My business coach and I have settled on I'm the marketing Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with the movie, like the household is a chaos, the parents aren't getting along, the kids hate the dad, the dad's stressed at work, they all values are all focused on the wrong things. And like Mary Poppins comes in and is just like, okay, everyone, I'm not dealing with your bullshit. You guys are just children. You need to just get out of the house for a minute. Let's have a good time. And then she makes this joy. She builds joy and like transforms the entire experience through joy, like through play and what, you know, cleaning a room is garbage to some kids, but she turns it into a game and... Then, you know, they go on these adventures that are like fantastical all the way through to like just showing the dad like was important and never preaching and never making anyone feel bad about themselves and never lecturing, but just through joy and through action. And then all of a sudden it's done and she's like, okay, bye. And everybody's like, wow, whoa. And she doesn't have to stay and manage it. She can just go and let them like be transformed. And that's what I love to do with um, my clients is... Kind of set them off to be transformed, and always know that they can call me if they need me. But um, that process is one of joy and cleaning and clarity and value focus. Like when I work with web developers, they always say, "Oh God, thank God that the client's having you manage this," because usually we just get chaos. And when you're involved, we get like this very clear vision of what they want and why and all that behind it through your through your briefs that mm-hmm. we don't get when they're just like we need a portal for <laughs> signups. Like, and so that's, my, that's how I operate. And sometimes people don't quite get it at first. And then they get my creative brief or my discovery call brief. And they're like, oh, shoot, that makes sense. Why well, you asked me why I was good at Frisbee golf? Oh, <laughs> even though I build bridges.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you see as the biggest barrier for a potential client to get what you do?
1: mm, their biggest barrier is their view of marketing and the the scheme of what's happening and then the cost so what they I do a marketing audit what i I offer a marketing worksheet where we go through it's like a free thirty minute like let's just go through this quickly, I give it to them in advance so they can sketch it out, and then I come back with like the remediation and what I find if I don't do that is that If I just say, this is what it would cost for me to help you. Um, They're like sticker shock. Oh my goodness. But if we go through the audit process, they're like, oh gosh, that's so much work. You're Mm -hmm. right. It is, I am spending 40 hours a month on this and it's not even good. And so that barrier of you have to invest money um, in in experts and they have, it's easy for some some reason for them to do it with, well, I guess I know why for like accounting because they don't want the IRS to come and take away their business because they didn't pay their taxes Mm -hmm. or licensed professionals, right? They have to hire um, uh, other, you know, certified engineers to build bridges or other therapists that are licensed. But when it comes to marketing, there's this negative, like marketing's yucky, Everybody's trying to just rip us off. I've had so many people have been burned by website developers or they mm-hmm. think they have because they don't really understand how to communicate well with the tech side. And so they get lot, like stuck in this QA cycle that costs a lot of money. And they just are – marketing is yuck. It costs a lot. It's a pain in my butt, and I can't figure out if it's even helping. Mm. And so they don't want to write the check, and that is – hard for me because i get so emotionally like i know i can help you like oh i want to help you so much please just give me a chance and so i have been careful in 2019 to say no more because mm-hmm. i would do a lot of extra work for people that weren't paying me and um that just devalues the whole the whole system my business everyone who's in marketing that's doing good work so i've really been more careful with that but separating them from thinking they can do it and seeing the dollar amount that's their time. Um, that's the
0: hardest. for me Yeah. Know. I mean, that's such a great analogy. I'd love that, you know, you're going to pay for an accountant because you don't want to get in trouble with the IRS, but it's almost like the loss in business or they're not seeing the potential loss in business from not having someone who's capable and credible to handle their marketing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, To pair with that, like I usually work with businesses that are established. And so what they have is their, you know, they have their books, right? They're looking at their books and they're like, oh, yeah, we have $500 a month for marketing. And so I'm like, okay, that's awful. Um, But what is your vision, right? So that's why I always start with the vision, mission, values. Like I got to understand that before we work together. So they'll say, I had a client the other day tell me that they weren't ready, which was another word for you're too expensive, which I Mm -hmm. didn't take personally, but they said, you know, you're too expensive. And when we had that discovery call, they're like, we want to hire, you know, two new practitioners and we want, um, you know, we have to bring in new clients for that. So we really need to get outreach because all of our referrals come from, or all of our clients come from these, you know, referrals in the community of practice that we work in. And um I was like, okay, well, if your vision is to add two full-time professional staff and you're investing $500 a month in marketing to, to do that, you know, you're not going to see if you're going from 400 to 500, you're going to see, you know, that, that kind of increase in, inbound leads. Like you're going to be reaching a marginally higher percentage of people. So how are you going to actually make that vision reality in real time, like I always say, yeah, it's possible. You're totally could, But that, that scale, if you go from, you know, $4,500 a month to 450, like, okay, you're adding 10 extra months to the timeline. If you're even doing it correctly, like, and following up and building a system that's sustainable. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, we're, you know, I guess it's like they had this hope that they're going to go viral or they, this mm-hmm. one marketing, this one ad is going to transform everything or that one thing. next, <laughs> Yeah. Like this next, I have one client that I um, recently stopped working with just because they didn't need my level of experience anymore, but they were stuck in that. Well, this next, this next handout, this next mailer, that's really going to change clients' minds and they're going to buy mm-hmm. this next, you know, this next product benefit, this next one. And I'm like, you've been saying the same thing for, since 1999, like yeah. that's, the message isn't the problem. The marketing isn't even the problem. It's just, that's your sales cycle. Calm the hell down.
0: <laughs> yeah. I call that the finish line fallacy. It's like waiting, yes, for that, that name. waiting for that, like next thing, next thing, next thing. Well, when this happens, and I fell into it too, when I got certified as a coach, I, I thought that having three letters after my name was going to make the floodgates open with clients. And you know what I got? <laughs> yeah
1: crickets yeah nobody gave a shit nobody so my personal strategy right now is just get out and talk to businesses just Mm -hmm. talk to people and connect people with other people and make these small groups and help people find people they need even if it's not me and then stand here and be firm on like what I offer and how much it costs and know that I can do it because I have for nine years and be empathetic and recognize too that like the reason i know all this because i was i did go through that messy shit like i Mm -hmm. did have imposter syndrome i did fail i did get fired i did um make it uh, you know on the front page of yahoo for a pr pitch i did like i've done kind of all of it um so i know that it's a collaborative journey and i'm not going to break someone's business and i'm not going to like Fundamentally transform it because that's theirs. And I'm just mm-hmm. here to support them on that journey and collaborate and amplify and make more efficient and hold the garbage so they don't have to. Because I love the garbage. I love the garbage. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. People think I'm nuts because I'm like, oh my God, you're moving? Let's clean out your closets. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that too. I, I'm, I'm yeah. in the process of moving right now and I'm like, I'm here to purge. <laughs> I love
1: it, yeah. And I think, yeah, marketing consulting is purge, purge. That's it. It's garbage. Get rid of it. Yeah. So, what is
0: what is the biggest like blooper blunder that you think small businesses are making when it comes to their marketing right now?
1: Blooper blunder. Let's see. Well, I think not being on a big picture, not being clear on their vision. Like, what exactly do you want to be in the next one, three, and five years? Right. So. Hmm what, what exactly is it? Like drill it down. Do you want to retire? Do you want to sell? Do you want to hire? What is it? And then, then figuring out where marketing can amplify that. So they tend to follow the basic blueprint of be on a website, be on social, send a newsletter, but it's like they're doing the machine of it without thinking about where they're going. Mm -hmm. It's like they're on autopilot. So that's that's a big holistic blooper. Um, from recently, the blooper that I'm finding a lot in SEO especially is that people who are in service businesses that are geographically focused, so they deliver service in a territory, they tend to write on their website like they're trying to get ten thousand followers on their um, blog, right? So, like my friend Jim with the tree trimming company, is never going to go trim trees in Pennsylvania. And so we try to make sure his SEO is really focused on, like, Loudoun County tree trimming video or Leesburg um, tree removal excavation or infestation of this crazy bug in um, Winchester. Like really focusing on where you are if you are a service-based business that needs clients within a zip code radius um, and making sure that your blogging is geo-circled, your Facebook audience is geo-circled. Like If that's where your customers are, don't talk to all of the world because you don't need 100,000 followers on your YouTube page. You need 10 millionaire property owners in Loudoun County to put you on retainer, Jim. And that's what we're trying to go for.
0: Awesome. So know your lane and stay in it.
1: Your lane.
0: Yes. And speed on down that lane.
1: lane. Yes. Speed on down that lane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I mean, I see that a lot with, with my clients that I bring in is like, they want to be all things to all people. So, I mean, and it makes sense, like from a very like biological chemical reaction, like to us, numbers mean value. So the number of followers, the number of reads, we see that as being worthy as, as increasing our value. So it's, it's almost like Um, contradictory to be like, wait, less is more at this point? Like, what? But if you actually look at it like, listen, you can talk to three people today or you can try to reach 3,000 people, where are you more likely to get the actual business the money in your pocket?
1: And, you know, to be perfectly fair, like my, one of my other clients is a consultant in um, the sustainability field so she works with medium-sized manufacturing companies all over the globe um helping them do their carbon footprints and sustainability reports and um life cycle analysis and stuff like that and so for her following is important and again it's the right kind of following she's looking at like cmos and um manufacturing engineer type of people in certain industries but you know, it's really important that she's a thought leader and that she does have 3,000 reads, but that's because there are a million manufacturers in her, like, remit, and she's trying to find the 3,000 that care about the environment and care about meeting these benchmarks. Um, But sometimes, I mean, it's relative, right? There, her 3,000 leads is kind of nothing compared to maybe, like, the giant person, the giant consulting firm in her space. Um, But, you know, to be relative to, like, Jim the tree trimmer he only needs like 300 because there's only so many millionaire property owners in Loudoun County with giant tree problems um, so when you talk about numbers like make sure you're like scaling for your business mm-hmm. because you know 3,000 to you might be like tons or it might be way too many or it might be just barely the tip of the iceberg so we're really trying to figure out you know what's your number? and it's just it's unique to every business and every type of business.
0: I love that. What's your number? like not like we look at our credit score. we look at like how much money we have in our bank, but like what is your ideal number to make your business work, and what is your yeah. potential number based on a realistic snapshot of your market?
1: Yeah, and back to your book, which I'll toss in a little pitch for, read it. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, like that realistic like, what do you need um and I can't remember you were, you were honing in on, like, the vision of what your life is like. And it's like, what's your number? What's your, you know, what are your values? Like, do you care about this? How much do you actually need to be successful? And what's your definition of success? So, you know, that values-based conversation, the vision, tying that together with what are you doing? How are we getting there? What's realistic for you? What feels right?
0: Awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because like people think that it takes so much time to do the vision, the mission, the values, but it will save you so much time and will make you so much money on the back end. Yeah. And
1: uh, for me to do my mission, vision, values with my coach took five months, <laughs> mm-hmm. just because I had to untangle a lot of things. So I'm myself, I'm in, you know, like you, you're the principal, you are the business, your vision and your values are what is going to, you know, dictate how everything feels beneath you. Um, but for some businesses, especially technical you know, more technical clients that I work with, I can do it in a week and all it takes is, a, you know, a, an interview. My background is in um, journalism. And so I'm a storyteller by training, and if I can hear your story, I can hear your vision. I can hear your values. And even in partnerships or um, nonprofit organizations where we're working with a board, like I kind of scale it to how many interviews I need to do. But I can drill down into that and just it, it, it's intuitive for me to just mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is who you are. This is how you feel. This is what you're saying. And this is and then I have with this incredibly talented um, logo specialist and I give her the brief and she creates. The visual part, and our clients who are you know te- you know engineers or architects or um, doctors, dentists. They're like, "How did you know all that?" And it's like, "You knew it. I'm just the translator, and you're not good at that." And it's really hard for anyone to do it on their own. You need someone with perspective to see your full potential because you are always limiting yourself more than anybody else. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, when you're in the weeds, you can't see the big picture from the sky.
1: Yeah, so invest in that mission, vision, values. It's, you know, call me. I'll help you out. It's not that expensive. It's a couple of interviews and really digging into the word buckets. And then that frames your whole rebrand, which would frame your whole website, which frames your whole marketing program because you're really clear on where you want to go.
0: I love that. So, where do you want to go?
1: Good question. I am working on that. I was. I keep mentioning your book because I just read it. Um, But I was, got to the page on joy and I was like, huh, that's a good question. Joy. And I find joy in like really small, tiny moments, but sustained joy is where I want to go. So for me, that's finding a group of clients that really value me. So I can really help them and get into that flow mode where you're just everything's clicking and going and, So, and I want to make, I really like making people feel it, like feel safe and feel excited. And so, where I want to go goes back to the beginning of our conversation where I have a group of clients that I feel we are invested in each other's success and we are um, going at full speed in our lanes. And I can um, scale to put, someone I trust in my team, like in charge of them. So almost like I call it a co-op agency. Like I want to be able to bring people in who want to work with me and then want to work based on my values of empathy and collaboration and humility and honesty with my clients. So we can then start another group, right? So scaling. And so that feeling of safety and joy and trust is like built into marketing for the, Maybe the first time, so it's transparent and people see um, what they're getting and what they're not getting and why. Because there is no silver bullet. No one who writes a proposal that's like we're going to put you top of Google rankings like knows that before they wrote the proposal. They're going to try in the background, little hamsters on the wheel. And I just want to say up front, like, dude, I don't know, but we're going to try, and that's all we can do. So that's where I'm hoping to go. Um, I broke up with all my clients that weren't fitting that model and it was hard, but necessary. And now I'm getting out in the world and trying to find new people.
0: Awesome. So if you want to cruise down the blue, bli- the blue bike lane, that is a tongue twister. <laughs> cruise on down the blue bike lane. <laughs> how do they get in touch with you?
1: Go to choose or bluebikecommunications.com, bike um, Or I'm on all the socials at Holly blue bike.
0: Awesome. Holly, this has been amazing. I'm so glad we got to geek out on marketing and I think we need to touch back for whatever trends you're seeing bubble up to the surface.
1: Yes. And I always am looking for um, ideas. So if anyone has a very specific question for their business, um, send it my way or send it to Lauren, because sometimes, you know, I just wrote a blog about SEO that I'm going to put out, like, what is it Ah," for someone who doesn't understand it at all? and how to get help. And awesome. sometimes those very specific things are important. And I'm hoping in the future to put together like a very specific action oriented bring your laptop workshop where you can walk away with, you know, an editorial calendar or a SEO report. ooh, ooh. <laughs> So I like the sound of that (laughs) can get real things out of um, attending these things or listening to podcasts because sometimes it's inspirational, but then you walk away feeling more lonely and lost.
0: Well, we're here to put you in your lane and to have you ride on into the sunset of success.
1: Yay. Oh, sounds so great. I know. I we're all going to do it
0: together. We're going to hold hands like we're those we bike are. brigades.
1: And we don't even judge people who still have training wheels. We're just no. like, come along with us. Bring your
0: streamers on your handlebars. Yeah. And make sure you're wearing a helmet. <laughs> Safety first, kids. Safety first, kids. <laughs> Holly, thanks so much for joining me today. Been and been can't great. wait to, to hear what you're up to. And for all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome.